Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. It's really great to have Tim Norman as part of Chowdean Church. Um, We really appreciate him and all he does to bring glory to God. Um, Just welcome Tim and just like to welcome him to share what God is saying. Amen. Let me just pray before I begin. Father, we've heard some wonderful things from your word already. Lord, may they change us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, if I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Easter doesn't look like it has a lot on Christmas. When it comes to the battle of the holidays, Easter is just a two-week period before everyone goes to prepare for exams and in the last run towards the summer. But Christmas, Christmas, that is the event that everyone looks forward to. Let's compare the two of them for a second. Both of them involve two weeks off off school, Uh, and some time off work. But after that, Christmas starts to take the lead. Take the food, for example. Christmas has Quality Street. It has Stolen. It has Christmas cake. It has Christmas pudding. It has turkey. It has parsnips. It has roast potatoes. And I'm going to be honest about this. I love Brussels sprouts. Thank you. I can see there's some fans out there as well. Easter has chocolate eggs which is great, but there's a lot of chocolate involved in Christmas as well, so it's not really enough to make it beat Christmas. Both have fun characters. I think behind me we have the Easter Bunny and we have Santa Claus, but let's not pretend for a moment that Easter Bunny can beat Santa Claus, because Santa gives me a stocking every year, the Easter Bunny just gives me eggs, which is not as good as all the cool stuff I get on my stocking. And when it comes to Bible stories, the Nativity is a sweet story involving a donkey and a baby, but the crucifixion is a story of an execution, so it doesn't seem nearly as happy. In fact, it looks like Easter is the less successful little brother of Christmas. But it only looks like that at first glance. Because while Christmas might be more fun as a holiday, the story that lies behind Easter absolutely knocks the manger out of the park. On Friday, we thought about how Jesus was crucified on the cross. Today, we're going to look about how he came back. We're going to look at his resurrection. And in particular, we're going to see two things in it. We're going to see about how the resurrection tells us who Jesus is and what he came to do. First of all, let's look at how the resurrection shows us who Jesus was. There have been a lot of great leaders in this world. One of my favorites is Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., who led the charge for racial equality in America between black and white Americans in the 1960s. In 1963, in Freedom Summer, on August 28th, he gave a speech to over 250,000 protesters saying how he had a dream that racial equality was possible. But at 6.01 p.m. on April 4th, 1968, he was shot dead by James Earl Ray. But after his death, he left America different. It was never going to be the same again. 
Another favorite leader of mine was William Wilberforce, who was a member of parliament. He led the charge for the abolition of the slave trade. And in 1833, three days after he heard that Parliament had passed the Slavery Abolition Act, he died. But Britain was left different by his life. And how about William and Catherine Booth? They actually lived and they worked in Gateshead for some of their lives. And they founded the Salvation Army, which is now at work in 131 countries, that has shops, that has shelters, that does humanitarian relief. And when William died in 1912, and when Catherine died in 1890, the world was a different place. And their legacy continues to impact the world now. These were incredible people. I'd recommend you give them a Google when you get home. And they joined the large number of leaders who have done good stuff in this world, who have left this world a better place. And they joined those who have no Wikipedia page written about them who don't appear on Look North, but nonetheless are leaders of their generation, are leaders of their communities. But there's a pattern that unites all of these leaders. They are born, they make a difference, and then they die. Their work always comes to an end because they face the end that all of us will one day face. In the passage that was read out earlier, we hear Matthew talk about a leader of his generation, a pioneer, a mover, a shaker who lived 2,000 years ago. And at first, he seems to fit the pattern. He lives. He dies. But he makes a difference in his life. But then there's something different about him. Because unlike every other person, he doesn't stay dead. He just wouldn't stay in his grave. Why is that? Well, because he is unlike any other human to have lived in history. The women saw that when they worshipped him in that passage, when they fell down before his feet and the resurrected body and they worshipped him. He said it himself when he said that he has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And when he said that he was equal with the Father and the Spirit and that we should be baptised in his name. This was not an ordinary man. The resurrection shows that. The resurrection shows that this was not an ordinary person because Jesus was God and the grave cannot hold him. But sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we view Jesus as a good teacher. And it's true. He did teach us a lot. He laid out how we are to live our lives. He laid out what was right. He laid out what was wrong. He told us to love our neighbor, to forgive those who sin against us. He was a good teacher. He also was a very good role model. And sometimes we view him as that. He taught us that it's right to give our lives for our friends. In a world where women were second-class citizens, he treated them with respect. He cared for the sick. He cared for the poor. He was a good role model. Sometimes we view him as just a good leader. He drew large crowds to himself. He was an influencer. And he motivated change. But that is not all that Jesus was. Jesus was different from every good teacher, from every good role model, and every good leader that had ever come before and has ever come since, because he is God. And when we choose Christianity, we are not choosing to follow the latest fad, the latest self-help program, the latest social action, or the latest diet. We are choosing to follow God himself. This can be confusing sometimes because 
we can often find ourselves asking, how can Jesus be God when he's meant to be the son of God and therefore his father was God? Don't worry too much about that. That's a Christian idea called the Trinity. That three people, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are all, equal, all equally God together. Don't panic about that, but remember, Jesus is God. That is the core truth that we, we find revealed in the resurrection. But the resurrection did not just show who Jesus was. It also showed us what he did. Is anyone here a Lord of the Rings fan? Okay, there's less of you than I'd hope, but there's some. That's good. I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Okay? I can happily spend the whole day doing nothing but watching uh, the movies back to back. And I'm not talking about the movies you find on Netflix or the movies uh, put on the TV. I'm talking about the full director's cut. Okay? Combined together, those movies take 11 hours, 23 minutes, and 59 seconds. So... If you start at 9 a.m. in the morning and you give yourself half an hour for lunch, you'll be finished by 9 p.m. And I have done that more than once, and it is worth it. Get yourself together a group of people, plenty of popcorn, and that is a good day. But early on in uh, Lord of the Rings, um, our heroes, who are a bunch of small people called hobbits, they go to a pub. They know they're being tracked, but they decide to let their hair down anyway. But as uh, as they are having fun in the pub... In the corner, there is a mysterious, shadowy figure who is watching them. And we don't know if that figure is good, and we don't know if that figure is bad. But we get this sort of uneasy feeling about him. We feel he might be bad. Later, there is a horrific attack on the hobbits. But when the dark forces are attacking the hobbits, they realize they're attacking decoys. The beds are empty, and there's just loads of feathers and dummies. What has happened is the shadowy figure has warned the hobbits there was an attack coming and he's helped them set up this decoy. He has been a great help and he saves them countless times throughout their adventures and is eventually revealed to be Aragorn, king, uh, Aragorn son of Arathorn, king of Gondor. When his identity is revealed, his actions start to make sense. We realize he is watching the hobbits in order to protect them, to help them escape to help their quest. And when you watch the films the second time, you watch them differently because you know who this guy is. And the same is true about Jesus because the resurrection reveals who it is. So when you read through the stories of his life again, everything starts to make sense and everything starts to mean more. Because when we view his teaching as just teaching, we can listen, we can nod politely, and then we can take it or leave it. He's got no more authority than my poor old French teacher, Miss Guy, who we used to completely ignore and run riot in her lessons. And when we view him as a role model, we can admire him. We can borrow things from his life. And then we can move on and ignore him. And when we view him as just a good leader, we can take his tips on business, on people mobilization, and then we can move on. When we view Jesus as only those things, we can smile politely and move on. But the Bible tells us, and this church is built upon the idea, that this was not just a teacher, was not just a role model, was not just a leader, but this man was also God. And that changes his teaching, because it's no longer advice, it's no longer an optional extra, but it's the command of God to his people. It changes him as a role model. He's no longer just a nice guy that lived 2,000 years ago. 
He's the guy who can show us all how it is actually done. He is God living our human life so that we can see how to do it. And his leadership has changed because it's no longer a political thing. It's no longer a social thing. It's the gathering together of a people to change the world. It also changes his death. It changes what happened on Good Friday. Because if God died on Good Friday, then that's a momentous thing. It wasn't just a man. It changes everything. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus took our place upon the cross. He bore our punishment for our sins, for our past errors, so that we never have to go before God and worry that we are not good enough. But the resurrection shows us that this was not just a man who died for our sins. This was God. God died. He deemed your salvation of such importance that he was willing to suffer and bleed and die for it himself. Sometimes we can be prone to see God as a distant figure, as some sort of bearded man on a cloud far away, sending down good stuff every now and again. But nothing could be further from the truth. Because the resurrection reveals to us that it was God who came down to earth. It was God who suffered. It was God who bled. It was God who experienced pain. And it was God who died for you. It was God who rose again. So that one day all those who love him, all those who follow him, might one day be able to follow him and rise themselves. The band will be able to come back up. If this is new to you today and you don't really know much about it, that's okay. There are some wonderful things here, and I would invite you to find out more. Come talk to me or talk to anyone else you've seen on the stage or with a lanyard. We've only scratched the surface of what we can say today. But if this stuff is old to you and you've heard it all before, I urge you today to smile, to remember it again. Because Jesus rose. He is the God who has saved us. He is the God who rose again. And he is the God who therefore gives us hope for our tomorrow. Let me just pray for us. Father, we thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us and to rise again on the third day. Help us to learn more about it. Amen. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.